Yo, Mike. Hey, hey, what's up? Cool. Thank you. Let me do my intro. <laughs> I didn't. I haven't stopped you from doing your intro. You didn't do no, your no, intro I, on your own accord. I never. I don't start the intro until you click in. Oh. That's how it works. Yeah. Thank you for everyone for listening to Chaos Therapy. I am Leighton Jordan. Obviously, I'm here with Montez's husband. And we're going to talk about uh, Jay Z's wife. <laughs> You're going to say her name. You're going to say her name. I, I would have, but this is so fun. Just trying to find more ways to describe um, Kelly Rowland's best friend without actually saying it. But and it's so funny that you can say, you, you can use all these different ways to describe her, but you still, people still know exactly who you're talking about. Michelle Williams. Former group mate, yes. And ironically, I have a lot of I have a I have a lot of positive things to say about Blue Ivy's mom. Um, but yes, we're talking about Beyonce. Uh for mm-hmm. the 13 people who listen to my podcast. But everyone knows. Yes. And I want to say this. I am a fan. Hey Travis, I am a fan of Beyonce's music. There's obviously more some songs I like more than others and one of the main reasons that I really like her as far as like just outside just musically is her beat selection she picked some really good beats like I wasn't yeah I wasn't a fan of the crazy in love I dug it just because Jay's on it but like the song that I really started paying attention to Beyonce as a solo artist was baby boy um, same album, yeah, same album, but yeah, but like I was like, yo, this song is dope. Like I remember just uh, having my friend burn it for me, and he was like, "Baby boy, by Beyonce." I was like, man, this shit is sweet. And I wasn't even, a, I'm not even a big fan of Sean Paul, but I really like them together on that song. And I think Beyonce has always had really good beat selections, better than I want to say most R&B artists or just most female artists, regardless. Like, even, I think, better than Rihanna, because there's some stuff on Rihanna that I can do without beat-wise. And this is not the shit on B- Rihanna, but it's yeah. it's really just to be like, yo, Beyonce's dope. But yeah, I mean, they also kind of, they also have a different sound. I feel mm-hmm. like Beyonce's beats are so um, complicated. I call them complicated, because if you really listen to them, they have a bunch of different layers and a bunch of different things going on. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the song, it'll change in the middle. And I think that she's able to do that because she studies her craft so much and she studies all forms of music, mm-hmm. all types of different types of um, antidotes to music where she is able to open her, really open and free her mind and be creative to put, to get a group of people to put something together that no one has ever heard before. I, I do because oh, yeah. people forget like she's been doing this since she was a kid kid. Right. Like when you've been she in, was like she was on Star Search I think at like 10. Yeah. Uh, but even before then she was she had to train to get on get to Star Search. She was doing shows and and training but even before then she's been doing like this is her life. <laughs> Yeah, and not many people can say that. Not many artists can say that, except maybe one of the Jacksons. 
I, I think the only parallel would be Michael, but we all know that I don't think I think Joe Jackson is a little bit crazier than uh, Beyonce's dad. Just oh yeah, a lot v- very yeah. belt happy. Uh, Joe Jackson was, um, but it, it, and I think also a credit to uh, like how she can do so many different genres. Yeah, she she's done all of them. Listen to them. She has hit pretty much every genre of music that I can I, think of. I, I can't think of, so. I know on Lemonade she had a, a little country slash folk ditty. Um, I think it's called Daddy Said. But yeah. I I think I think that was a good. One. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I don't think she's done a, like a punk rock song. That would be fun. I think if Beyonce did a punk rock song, I think that would be one. I think it would be well produced. I think it'll be well sang in Have a you way. Have hurt yourself with Jack Black? Oh, that okay. I give that more of a funk rock. I did. I like yeah. that song. I like that. I'm telling you, as a punk enthusiast, that that was a very good rock song. I think her getting Jack Black was dope. I can imagine Jay Z sitting in the studio and says, "Like, why is Jack Black helping my wife talk shit about me?" I guess I just got to own it. <laughs> like, that's the, I don't like, think he had a choice in the matter. <laughs> right. Like that, that's just, you got to take your lumps on that one, buddy. And I think Lemonade was just just going through her albums. So Crazy in Love obviously is her first solo jaunt. Uh, B-Day had some good songs on there. A lot. I think B-Day had B-Day more songs. is one of those albums you can put on and listen from beginning to end. It, I think it is. What were some of your favorite uh, entries in B-Day? Oh, Freakum Dress. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. one. Green Light. Kitty Very Cat. good song. It, it's just the whole <laughs> album. I can't pick out just three or four because I love the whole album. Deja Vu, um, all of it. The whole album. Just run it. Hit play. Okay. Yeah, I'm... But like Kitty Cat. Green Green Light is one of the ones that sticks out to me. Just the beat when it comes on mm-hmm. and the uh, guitar solo in the middle. I love it. Then what she's saying, like, if you don't want to act right and treat me right, you can go. You holding up other people. Get out the way. I and feel just like that put together. Oh, yeah, my you're you're right. Oh. I feel like that's a common theme though. I feel like Beyonce really knows her her audience. And so she speaks to it in a way a lot like Mary J did. Hey, that's part of that's part of your craft. You gotta know your audience. For one okay. and two, it just so happens if you Mike. Ooh. Uh. Okay, we lost you're back. You're back. We lost you for a second. Go yeah. re say what you say. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like when people say Mary J, does her best music when she's sad or upset. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. It's, it's it, the passion. It like increases when you got something going on in your life. You need to get it off your chest. <coughs> I, I can I can fully believe that, and I think because she goes from different genres so well, and it doesn't feel forced, like a lot of other artists be it male female whatever like it it feels like this is a 
this yeah. is a Beyonce song. Like you can't really, you can't really. Um, there's very few artists where it's just like they have an exact style and that they stick to. Like you know a Lana Del Rey song when you hear it. And even I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you know, I don't even know who she is. Who you don't know. She? I mean, okay, well, I'm gonna say she out <laughs> she's not bad. She's not bad at all. But like there's certain artists to where you know what kind of sound they have. Like you know Adele is gonna get on songs to where she's just singing and doing runs and that's what she's doing. And she's she's more of a singer. Like Beyonce as a performer, I think it's so high level. She's a singer too. No, well, no, but I'm saying, but like, okay. Beyonce I just want to make because people try to discredit it. No, 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 I would never, I would never discredit Beyonce. And like being objective, like I'm, you're the fan. I'm an objective admirer. I okay. think, I think she has very good vocals. I think she sound, she sings at a very high level. Um, all the other shit, I just think it's just people fucking hating, which is dumb because it's pointless. Like this is greatness and enjoy it. I think. Yeah, I think people kind of get tired of seeing consistent greatness, which is weird. Like, which is why they always try to come up with a new Beyonce. That, that <laughs> they try, they fail, they but try. they try. It, because they can't. It's only one, one Beyonce. It's only going to be one. There was only one Michael. There's only going to be one of him. One Whitney. There's never going to be another Whitney. So is. You just have to accept that she is one of the greats. Now, which of her performances, like, if you would rate, if you, you obviously we've all seen her do live performances, be it award shows or if you've seen her in concert or, or uh, video diaries of concerts, which were some of your favorite uh, Beyonce performances? If you had to like rank them three, five through through one. Ooh. That's, that's t- okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna try. Hey, we so, get deep here. So, five. Um, her first concert, I forgot the name of it. I have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. As a, uh, as, a, a, with Destiny Child or as her first a, solo tour. So, okay. Yeah. Um, it was great, but you can, from now, you can definitely tell. Anyway, second one, I would, I mean, number four, Beyonce Experience. Okay, now yeah, what album was that for? Um, B Day. Okay, okay. Now three, two, and one are all interchangeable. Okay. Now what makes them interchange? What makes them interchangeable to you? Because they're just great performances. Okay, good answer. Okay, the answer I was, I was expecting. But yeah, what are the interchangeable? Iconic ones? performances. Um, her VMA awards. What were you? Twenty eleven. Mm. When she won the, uh, not 2011. Yeah, I think it was 2011. Um, when she won the Video Vanguard Award, that performance. Then 2016, when she came back and performed Lemonade. And number one for me is Homecoming. Well, now that was a Coachella one, right? Yeah. I watched that one on YouTube. I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, oh, she is a tour de force. Like, this is one it was i don't maybe you knew her but like i no one really knew she was coming out mm-hmm. like it was a surprise performance and she had just had the babies again and mm-hmm. tore it the fuck down like dancing on point like having the band like and i like the music of the performance 
as much as I like the actual performance because how they re how they arranged a lot of the, the songs and stuff. And you see that that fierceness, that attitude, that oh, I'm in my pocket, like in a, in in that. And I think that's when I was like, yo, she's she's a female Mike. Like, <coughs> I think she's more closer to Michael Jackson than anyone else, be it male or female. I think certain artists could have had that. But they fucked it up in some way, shape, or form. She's definitely I, close to it, but I also think that she's in her own lane as a woman. She's a, a, a woman performer. She is the standard of, of performance now, pretty much. I, I can't say that she's close to Michael because Michael was his own person with his own grandeur. And we also, so we have to give Beyonce her credit. Because this dude, mm-hmm. we can't keep comparing her that she's almost like Michael. She's just as great. Just as, and J- Michael Jackson is just as great in their own lanes, in their own rights. Okay. I, I can see that. I can understand that reasoning. And I don't think, I'm not comparing to, to, to the disser, but just like as a, like a market demarcation. Because as right, because, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it if it sounded like I was just trying to make that uh, 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 um, a rampant, not a rampant, but a wayward comparison, I apologize for for that one. Um, I, I think she's one of those artists to where she's, and this is just from like again, an objective admirer. She's very open and guarded at the same time. Like, you feel like you know her and don't at the same time. Yeah, she has that mystique about her. You feel like you know her, but you really don't know anything about her. Because I feel like, I feel like me and Beyonce best friends, but I don't know anything about her. And I can't explain how she, <coughs> I understand how she's so guarded. But you have to excuse me. I'm getting over a, a sinus infection. You're, yeah, you're fine. I just thank you for taking this, because this is episode uh, 99. Oh look! So yeah, you, you should have held out. I should have held out for the hundred, like I, Beyonce would have. I How dare you give me ninety nine? I have too much respect for you for the absolute debauchery that I know my friends are gonna get into on one hundred, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, just like you, ain't nothing I can't handle. I'm all for all that. I always choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, I'm not. I, I think. Just going from album to album, I think number four had one of my favorite songs. Uh, Halo. Okay. Like, I really enjoyed the song structure. I enjoyed... Excuse me, sorry about that. I'm drinking. I enjoyed her singing on it. Like, I even enjoyed the remix. It's just like, in the video, I was like, okay, this is dope. Like, and at that time, and music is one of those things to where it becomes a soundtrack Halo to your life. It's um Sasha Fierce. Is it? I thought it was on four. Mm-hmm. My bad. Hold on a second. Get my Beyonce. Yeah, if I'm thinking correctly, it's just pounding sinus headache. Um but Halo is on Sasha Fierce. I- my bad. So I went to Spotify and 
what Anchor did was like, oh, okay, well, fuck you, and then got off. But okay, so run. Get back to this. So I'm looking up Beyonce albums. I am Sasha Fierce. I'm sorry, it was Sasha Fierce too. You like to forget that, um, skip that double album. Okay, B Day, I'm Sasha Fierce, and then four. Okay, four had. What did it have on their songs that I really fucking like? One plus. Run the world, I like. One, two, I can mm-hmm. Yeah, four I really like because it has Run the World, which I like. I, I like that song a lot. I care is a really good song. Very okay. powerful. Yeah, vocally, yeah, a beast. Very beast much so. Very underrated. Yeah. And I like I said, just party with Andre. Yeah, these are the ones that I really like. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's some like I I just don't like as much. Not that I say that I don't, but just like oh, if that's healthy. Yeah. And yeah, so I like that one. I like uh, for Sasha Fierce. I thought was really good because it has one of my favorite favorite artists, Lady Gaga. Mm, with the remix, yeah, uh, video phone. Yeah, video phone. I was like, I'm, I'm in. If I were a boy, that was a song that I listened to. Like, I remember, I'm listening to it, and it was me, and my homies, and they're like, and there's like a few girls that are with us. We're just sitting around, just listening to music, and like, once it was like, oh, let's listen to Beyonce, and I'm like, all right, bet which song. And then she puts on Fire Boy, and like they're really feeling it. Like they're really feeling like, oh, you can relate to this. And I was and like, you know, oh she, man, go ahead. It was some some like some folk songs on I Am Sasha Fierce. Mm. Um, to me, Satellite is one. I think there's another one on there too. Um, I need my 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 albums in front of me. So no, no problem. Exactly. So there's if I were a bo- on this one is if I were a boy, Halo. Disappear, Broken Hearted Girl, Ava Maria, Satellites. Mm, and then satellites, there, yep. And then that's, there's that's... Save the Hero. Mm-hmm. That one... I'm Diva, not... Sweet I... Dreams, Video Phone. Good one, good one. Scared of Lonely, Ego. I remember Ego I liked. Especially like the yeah, Ego remix. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? I I don't remember that one, but that that seems like that would reach a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I and not just hmm, how do I say this because I want it to be received well. I feel like we're back to knowing our audience. Like there are a lot of people in relationships that can relate to some of what Beyonce's saying. Yeah, single people too. Mm. I get uh, from a lot of her songs is to give me mm. know about knowing your worth. Don't settle for less. If it's not going how you want it to go or needed to go for your best interest, let it go. Leave it alone. Move on. You too good for it. That's what I get out of a lot of them. And I, I, that that's a great message, especially to from on the out. Like I said, being an objective of my now, so I look at it, it, it feels like a lot of women 
and men of a certain orientation can understand what it's like to also be marginalized Mm -hmm. and dealing with certain aspects of relationships from their angle Mm -hmm. to like, Hey, I'm doing all these things for you, be it either domestically or not. And I'm not seeing the type of reciprocation that I should be. Right. And that's even in business relationships. Right. For me. I know my worth. You going to pay me my worth, or I'm going to go work somewhere else. Mm. I don't have to stay here. I have options, and I, think, I am the option, pretty much. And you know, and and having a healthy self respect for yourself, having a healthy self respect, I think, is something that, and it, and I think it doesn't come off as cocky when she does it. Like the, the <laughs> no, but but to me, and like I said, just and and I'm more singles based. Um, w- the only song where it felt like she was like super stunting, where it was her song, was "Bow Down" slash "Flawless." Oh, awesome! I don't know what's gotcha. going on with this picture. It's my phone locks. I go out, <laughs> but yeah, that's she kind of she. If you listen to her albums in mm-hmm. in order, mm-hmm. it grows with her. The music grows, the message changes. It stays the same actually, but the way she delivers it and what she's saying changes and matures. First album is like, oh well. You know, I'm good. I'm, I'm cool. We cool. I'm going to give you a chance. And let's see if it's going to work out. And by she gets eliminated, like, look, nigga, I'm sick of your ass. I done gave you your chance. Or whatever the situation is. I done gave you them chances. And this is who I am. I done been through all these things. I'm grown, and I'm going to do what I want to do, and you all are going to respect it. I will give you no choice but to respect it. I, By the time you get to eliminate, that's to me. Again, like to go back to, I'm like, bro, it was so jarring because it's like Jay Z beat, she on Beyonce, like nigga, like bro, like even us guys are like, I was shocked. I like most dudes that that. Were Jay fans just that and that weren't massive Beyonce fans? Like, because again, they're so guarded and you very rarely hear things that they don't want to get out. Right. Right. Which, which is super dope. You can be a celebrity and no one knows everything going on and you still get to be rich. Right. That's, it's amazing how they, they're so, they're able to be so guarded yet so insanely famous. And I think what happened is they came up in the analog era in the sense of where the only time you would really hear from some uh, an artist is if you either wrote them a letter or you went to their website. And I think even with Twitter pages and Instagram and everything else, like you, they don't, they give you the glimpses that they feel everyone deserves, and then they and then they right. go back. Right. Um, back then, celebrities were actually celebrities, mm-hmm. almost untouchable. 
and and in some ways godly to some people. Makes sense. And now with celebrities being so accessible, we're just looking at them like, y'all, they're just like me. I mean, not putting celebrities on a pedestal or anything, but they have kept that that um, mystique, the mm. celebrity mystique about them, even in this um, time of social media. And just you- so everyone being so open about their personal lives. And I feel like what what that allows them to do is when they do speak on something, it doesn't feel like a clout chase. Right. Because you have other celebrities where like every you can't tell if whatever they're doing is genuine or not because they attach themselves to so many things. Like, are you trying to sell me something? Do you really use this razor? Like, I don't think like if Jay's if you saw Jay Z in a Gillette commercial, Gillette stock would shoot the fuck up. Because they're like, oh, okay, well, clearly Jay uses Gillette, so, and he doesn't talk about shit. So right. let us let us join it. Like, oh, wow, Beyonce eats Lay's chips. That's crazy. And that's the other <laughs> thing. They're also very, very careful on whether you, where they use their names mm-hmm. and what images they put out. They really have a good handle on controlling their narrative mm-hmm. with them being Oh, you cut out. Oh, we, you know, keeping up with your brand and um, keeping your brand at the most expensive high level by not pretty much whoring it out. With I wish I would see on TV that Beyonce got a meal at McDonald's. That mm-hmm. would be hilarious. Not in a bad way, but just like. I don't think like you're literally just at that point they're printing money and i don't think it's i don't think it's for lack of trying for those other brands like i don't think colgate could afford beyonce because i think if they're going to work with smaller brands they're going to want equity which is smart they've earned that like yo if right. i'm going to endorse this i want a piece of the company mm-hmm. and i think with their branding and stuff it but I, also it allows for conspiracy theories and as much as, and I get when people say, like, oh, I don't care what people say about, uh, what think about me and everything else. Like, I've lived a life to where I know rumors can get you killed. Rumors can get you beat up. And so that takes, I think, a lot of uh, self-restraint and discipline. And I guess having fuck you money works to where it's like, bro, because like, they get accused of worshiping the devil. They get accused of being pedophiles and eating babies. Like, bro, if someone said that about who would not, I'm telling you that whole like the shit that they of people believe about the Illuminati and what they believe that they are or whatever that rich people do, uh, it, it's astounding. Like, if and it and it's also kudos to their parents and other family members and stuff because if you if if Riley becomes Beyonce level famous, one can only hope. But then I hear somebody right. saying that my daughter's a pedophile and that she eats children. I'm murdering them on TV. Like, nigga, I'm not going to let you say this dumb shit about my kid. And so for Beyonce and Matthew and, and um, Tina and the extended family to be like, look, it's bullshit. We're just going to let this shit ride. Because if you answer to like, you're, you're trying to prove a negative at that point. Exactly. But, well, I answer to it. Like, I know I'm not eating 
all this stupid shit y'all talking about. I know I'm not doing it. Why would I come off my throne to address you all for something that doesn't even make sense? That's dumb. Because one wrong, crazy white person with a gun can ruin a lot of shit. Ask John Lennon. Ask fucking Martin Luther King Jr. Ask a lot of people. Like, mad white guy with gun will travel is the epitaph on a lot of people's like, like, you know, so it's like that to me, I think, is very much commendable. And at the same time, at the same token, you can still have you can have no rumors against you and be a celebrity and mind your business and someone come knock on your door and shoot you in the face. True. Well, back there, I was back in Sydney, but you can't mad white men with guns, they go do what they want to do. We all know that. Mm. And then it's only after they've done what they've done is that we're all shocked. Now, but, uh, on a more positive note, like what are some of the the features on Beyonce? Like, what are some of Beyonce's features, like you that you didn't expect to see? Like, oh wow, she's on a uh, uh, song with this person. Like, and I know it's gonna sound good, but just like you don't, for me, I don't really, ex- I don't expect her to join up with other people. I expect other people to join up with her. And so yeah, when she does hop on other songs, and like I said, just being an objective admirer, it's actually like okay, like oh wow, this is it's. It's shocking that she joined up with them. Not in a bad way, but just like, oh, wow, she's adding to the the kingdom that she's building. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the only one that really surprised me was the uh, song with J- she has with J Balvin. Okay. That was the only one that kind of took I was like, oh, wow, I like the song. Love the song. The song's nice. Um, but that's the only one that really surprised me. I, it, I'm not really surprised when she does. Oh, um, something else that surprised me when she did, which is why another reason I can't rank her her performances because her Stephen Wonder tribute mm. was amazing, and I think this was before the song she did with Ed Sheeran. That was one that surprised me too. Did not, you know? I did not know she did a song with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, she has a duet with Ed Sheeran. Which surprised me, but again, she—I mean, she as an artist who's been doing music for so long, you have to expand your your scope. Back of the, I can't think of it, whatever. You got to expand your scope of what you know of music, and reach out to others. Collab—I mean, collaborate with other people and other artists to get a little piece of what they know. Oh, you cut out again. Here we go. Yeah. I, I just looked up that she has a label called Parkwood. Uh-huh. And she signed Chloe to a sing to uh, a solo artist and Chloe and Hallie mm-hmm. as a duet. I did not know. And I think that is amazing because you see most people when they when they decide to start their label they just start grabbing any and everybody and there's a lot of flops and it's happened with jay there's a lot of it was like why are they a rockefeller or damn it dame dash ruins everything right. um and so yeah i was like all right so she clearly is into the she's building the next generation 
Yeah, but she's and, very selective. Yeah. Because she's had Parkwood's been a while around. For, it said 2008, 2010. Yeah. That time. Yeah, for a while. And these are her first artists. And, and I think the different, one of the other great, the mogul version of Beyonce is that I can't think of too many other women artists that have their own label once they I get do. it. Like, I don't think Aretha Franklin ever. And I, I guess I just, I, like I said, I'm sitting, being a brilliant idiot. Like, I don't think Aretha, I don't know if Mariah had one. I don't know if, the only one I could think of that's a, that's a woman that has her own label and actually signs people who are also uh, not untalented, I mean, that are also making waves was Madonna signing Deftones. Mm. But you usually see, a, and I would like to see more women uh, label I, owners. And for I them, I don't know about that one. Something we, we we're gonna have to research. Yeah, because <laughs> and I like I said, just I think that allows for so much scrutiny. Because I think it's it's because and I hate when rappers do this. Like one of my favorite rappers is Eminem. Other mm-hmm. than Fifty, everyone else has either been shelved or just sucked. And I and and or like they not or their albums just flopped. And signing to an uh, uh, inactive artist is, uh, unless they're a producer, is always hard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very difficult. I would imagine <laughs> to find that artist who's going to be that, who's going to have that hit, or you know, have a successful career, and you go through fifty artists and. <laughs> None of them make it, and then I would be. I'll shut my label down too. But apparently, I'm doing something wrong. And I, one of the just on some like I think you know what I think would have been a really nice little um duet or even dual album. I'd have loved to see Aaliyah and Beyonce. Mm. I feel like the world didn't get that, and I think we we should have. Yeah, man, I feel like the world. I think about that a lot, probably more than I should, about how much we missed from from Aaliyah's death, just mm-hmm. her development. I think she would have been a phenomenal actor, um, probably a great director, producer. I don't know if she. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if she would have kept doing music. I, for me, I felt like she would have just been that girl in her lane. But Beyonce would still be Beyonce. And I and I'm so when you have and it's and I'm not saying like when you have megastars, there's usually two in every generation. Like you had Aretha Franklin, and you also had, and then with Aretha, you also had Diana Ross, Diana Ross, or then you'd have Aretha, and then you'd have Tina Turner. We'd have Aretha and Gladys Knight. You know, you'd have Mary J. And I think Mary J. For her generation, was the only one because when Aaliyah popped up, Mary was already established, and Aaliyah was like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, and you had Mariah Whitney. And yep. you had people who had like, and also what you had Patty LaBelle and, and um, Gladys Knight as well. And so we were blessed with that dual greatness. 
And I think for a while, I think if if Ali, not that I'm saying Rihanna wouldn't have been successful, she definitely would have been successful. But I don't think Rihanna would have had as many chances to branch off and be become what she's become. And I'm not saying this in a negative way. I think if Aaliyah was still around, because Rihanna started got got pushed as the subsequent Beyonce, the auxiliary to it. Because when Rihanna first came out, she had a lot of poppy songs, well, a lot of, and I'm not like I'm from, I'm t- from the outside, from the outside looking in. I think Rihanna got pushed in that, but she went her own way in 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 a sense of she was gonna she was gonna take. I'm not saying Beyonce is not a risk taker. She was gonna take risks in her own fashion. But okay, so here's my thing with that. Mm-hmm. I think there was still been a Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I think um, well, Aaliyah is still a, an influence to Rihanna, mm-hmm. and she's not even here. I think she would have been a bigger influence to her. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Aaliyah would have, yeah, would definitely been older than her. And I just think it would have been more of a mentor situation. And we cannot forget that Jay did sign Rihanna. He so, did. Rihanna's development and the things that she does, whether we know it or not, is based from, is rooted from Beyonce. And and I think that's and I think that's the difference that you get from from a not from Aaliyah, Aaliyah backslash Beyonce than you do with Rihanna backslash Beyonce because you could see different influence in their styles, but they're also very similar because. I'm going to say Beyonce has a much more powerful voice than Aaliyah. I think Mm -hmm. Aaliyah, I think Beyonce is a better uh, dancer. But I I think the, it would, for me, it comes back to to beat selection. I think Aaliyah being with Timbaland and Missy and having them be her main writing team is, and and especially getting out of that super toxic uh, situation with R. Kelly, Mm -hmm. I think that, allows not again not you, you it's you you see dual ships dual ships going in the same direction and there's no clashes and you you have the excuse me you have those um those differences of styles and because mm. i and, and, and i bring it back to this because when from 96 from one uh one in a million until Aaliyah's last album it was very the music most of it was very hip-hop influenced in a sense mm-hmm. and it wasn't but because of Timbaland what he was doing and how he also built Jay like Timbaland and Pharrell and Kanye built Jay in in ways well, how- that how though? Here's I'm, I'm gonna explain. It. Jay was all well, Jay. I'm a, I'm a Jay Z fan too. Jay was already doing his own thing. I think he. Uh, I, he yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that with the blueprint. But see, but that was by that time Kanye was already, nobody then. True. No, but what I'm saying. Okay, again, because here's what I'm gonna explain it, and it's not a and it's not okay. a diss to Jay. It's okay. just to acknowledge the product, his beat selection. So if you listen to Reasonable Doubt. And then you listen to In My Lifetime Volume One, they mm-hmm. sound very different uh, sonically than Volume Two, especially Volume Three, up into the Blueprint. 
Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the only thing I was getting at because he had Timberland and Pharrell, and then by the time he got to the blueprint and he had Just Blaze and Kanye, he had yeah, been used to experimenting with different producers. And and yeah. especially with those producers. So the sound that those guys were curating definitely helped, not helped, but it, it definitely pushed Jay to use to use different different beat patterns, different drums, and different sounds and stuff like that. That's all I meant to say. <laughs> okay. Not that they created, Jay, but <clears throat> they they definitely helped propel him, especially I after mean, uh, volume two, like propel him in a way production wise, because he stuck with at least he's because he stuck with Timbaland and Pharrell since he stopped getting some beats from Kanye, but he's he still kept Timbaland and Pharrell, especially on the Black album. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, but Jay's flow is his own. Those yeah. beats would be nothing without Jay's flow. Which and is insane. Not taking anything away from that at all. Definitely praising that. I, I think mm-hmm. as as far as I'll say this. My favorite Beyonce role was the movie she did with Idris Elba. Obsessed? Yes. Because that's the first time I'd seen her in a movie where she's not playing a singer. Mm. But that's a... I think her best role to me was Cadillac Records. Beyond the singing. Beyond the singing, although she towed that album, that soundtrack up. Um, But the... Just she and I like was, that, I when, like I, that's just my favorite. Like I like oh, yeah, that, I get it. But it's just my favorite one was that because you see the the acting that she puts on in the videos, it translates. Mm-hmm. When you've done enough videos and you've had enough time being on a set and doing that, it it really it it shows. And I think a lot of her video performances have gotten better. Or not better, but have gotten more pronounced. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, more yeah, pronounced. They, they, she since, at, yeah, as she's done more movies. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, yeah, I think she's done maybe four. I think fighting tem- the fighting temptations. Mm-hmm. Um, obsessed. Obsessed. Uh, Cadillac Records. Oh yeah, the uh, uh, cartoon. Um, uh, really? She was got to? Oh. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of it. I didn't, Austin, I, she was in Austin Powers. Yeah, she was in Austin Powers. Some five? Uh, the, no, uh, the Spy Who Shagged Me. I think it was the third one. Yeah. The, yeah, the Spy. Yeah, the Spy Who Shagged No, Gold. Uh, was it Gold, gold Member? Gold Member. Gold, gold member. member. That's it. She was in Gold Member. Oxy Cleopatra. Cleopatra. And she was a whole lot of woman sugar. So, and I can't remember the cartoon movie she did, um, a voiceover for. I didn't like the movie too much. She was in Lion King. No, she wasn't. Lion King. I forgot about Lion King. She played the mom. The mom didn't really have that big of a role. She played Nyla. I thought thought she played the mom. No, she she definitely played Nyla. Okay. Yeah. 
Lion King was good too. And the the music that came from her experience doing the Lion King was amazing. You um can't forget about Black is King. Yeah. That that watching Black is King Black is King for the first time on Disney made me even more proud to be black and to be, be myself and be proud of who I am as a person. And even now my uh, two year old Lana watches it and she she dances and she is just happy and proud watching Beyonce be who she is. It's just black greatness. There's it's, it's very well done, very well written. The songs are the the video, the performances, the videos, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Nothing was cut short. That's what I love about her that she puts it down to the very tiniest detail to show the world that this is the standard. This is excellence. This is what you should be doing. And I love Black is King. It, to me, when people say cultural reset, <laughs> that was a cultural reset for everyone. Made people really pay attention to um, Black culture, African culture, um, maybe even um, other races to look into, hey, where is this coming from? Where did she get this headpiece from? What does this mean? And just going on, who did this hair? Where does this hair come from? And that just knowing that makes me proud. And her just putting in all that work that we didn't even know she was doing and put out this great piece of art for us to enjoy and forever. It's just amazing. I can lost it a little bit. Oh, I got yeah. you. So I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, and it, it makes a lot of sense. I would like to see Beyonce in more movie roles because I, and that, and I think she really has the, the skill to be an, like an actress, actress in like films, not just movies. See, not like that. That's just me because I I like (coughs) the versatility, and I know she has it in her. Like it would be nice to see her in, like I said, like in like a like a Daniel Day, like a uh, who's a black actress that's always um that does like boom Angela Bassett level, um, but you know what, Alfrey Woodard type, yeah. The thing with Beyonce, this is how I feel about Beyonce in movies. Mm-hmm. She's so famous and she's so big of a star that people can't disassociate Beyonce, the performer, mm. from the role that she's playing in this movie. Because they're always going to say, oh, she can't act. That's, ooh, that's, just, that's Beyonce. She can't do this. She can't. Because they're only going to see her as this huge mega superstar performer and can't see her in this small movie role where she may be playing a single mother or uh, a gangster or something. Something not glamorous. Something, yeah, something not glamorous. They're not, I, I don't think it'll be received well. And I I think she kind of knows that. 
That's, that's I think she has, she has she has shied away from doing movies. I'm sure the offers roll in because of that. She's like, at this point, I'm the movie. I will make my own movie about me and what I want it to be. I I, I think you, I think that makes sense because put like I I made this um, claim like years like you never see Denzel not be the leading man, right? Like you'll never see, and it's not that he, he's and I, and it's there's Sam Jackson type. Like yeah, you gotta think about it. there's there's the Sam Jacksons, and then there's Denzels, and I think, and or not see and it's like Sam Jackson can be a small role guy. He cannot be, and he would he's a great actor. He'll steal the scene. Same thing with yeah. Idris Elba. I loved him in Rock and Roller, and it's a a, and he's not the lead guy. In fact, sidebar: Rock and Roller has a bunch of formerly leading men and like currently leading men. Like Tom Hardy played a two big gangster who was uh, struggling with his uh, sexuality. He was like the fourth Billy, maybe. Like I'd never, like I'd heard of Tom Hardy, but not enough to like, oh shit. Like no one was going to see the movie because Tom Hardy was in it, put like this. (laughs) And I think with Beyonce, her brand is so powerful. And I think a lot of companies fear the backlash of the beehive that like you can't put her, you can't put Beyonce and and she's like fourth like she like there's the movie would have to star someone way bigger than like it would have to star Meryl Streep and she'd have to play a supporting actress like if for Beyonce to be not the leading woman you would need Meryl Streep Julia Roberts like uh Oprah like you would need to have someone who's bigger in the acting game not music game and even then Beyonce is still the star exactly celebrities celebrity it, exactly, and so what? What happened was, I think a lot of the 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 backlash from the fan base would be like, "Why are you doing that?" To be honest, so like Meryl Streep ain't nobody. Like, stop. Like, let's be objective. Like, she's a, like she's one of the greatest actresses. Ever. Right. She's not a bigger star. To be I don't think the Beehive would be upset about that about Meryl Streep. We love well, I love Meryl Streep, and she's a great she's a great actress. A lot of I mean, I, people think the Beehive is delusional, but they're not. Uh, oh, okay. As a as an objective admirer of Beyonce, the Beehive is fucking nuts. They're bro. There are, they went there after are Rachel. Insane members. They went after Rachel. Okay, okay, cool. Not all the Beehive is nuts. The ones Thank that you. went after Rachel Ray, fucking crazy. Unironically, too. Like, bro. Oh, because they thought no Rachel Roy. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, they but like he was Becky with the good hair. Yeah, but they, they, but they went after Rachel, Rachel Ray. Roy. It, it might have been Rachel Roy, but that was but they these like because I remember watching the Breakfast Club and stuff and just seeing on TMZ like yeah Rachel Ray's Twitter and Instagram is getting flooded with B emojis. I'm like that's the wrong Rachel. Like I really think like damn Rachel. I was like Jay Z likes box bill chicks. All right. Like, can Beyonce not cook? Because she's a famous chef. Like, what is going on here? The funny thing, too, was... She can't cook. She said it. <laughs> I, I I think the funniest thing about the whole conspiracy with Lemonade was that it was a ploy. Like, it was all entertainment. Like, bro, that would be the dumbest bet Jay-Z makes. Like, he his, his, his album... Because when Lemonade dropped was 2000, I want to say 15 or 16. I think it was probably... You wouldn't... Uh, hold on. I want to say 15. <laughs> 
Because it was right mm-hmm. after Riley was born. <coughs> and so, and Jay didn't drop another another joint until 2017. He didn't drop 444. So, like, bro, you got hated. And they're not a like they're not a very vocal people. And so you have the whole, you have a gang of beehive people mad at you. And I would come out like and and, and he just kind of took it. He didn't kill none of the uh, none of the mystique around it because he could have just been like, "Hey, man, this is just an album. I'm not out here cheating on my wife." And could have just kind of everyone like, "Oh, okay." But why? Ex- exactly. Like I don't. I think he really did that dumb shit, and that was just part of taking his lumps because no one would sign it. up to be no one would sign up to be hated on that much off of a goof, not a goof, but like yeah, off of off of quote unquote entertainment. No, when yeah, he definitely did it, and it hurt, and she has to get that out. <laughs> that and that, yeah, that was a that was a really good album, and just listening to it, and like, and I was, and I remember I was with Riley's mom. I was like, "You are listening to this way too intently." Like, I'm not this. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm right. not this. Like, it, it was pretty tense for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was tense at our house too, because <laughs> I was listening to it. Travis would be like, um, that Beyonce have a go get you knocked out. What are you talking about? That'd have been hilarious. Like, what do you mean, Becky with the good hair? I'm in the dudes. Like, oh, okay. Whatever. Right. That, nice, that eliminates one. Like, that that was um I remember telling last I was like, hey, to break it to you were Becky with the good hair. Stop it. Hand me my baby so we can change your diaper. Like, we're done with this. I I one of my yeah, freedom I thought was really good. Because mm. I've again I I haven't listened to too many deep cuts of Beyonce's like the album cuts but that was I think a very I think Freedom was to me was a more pro-black song than mm-hmm. than uh what's the one oh my god it had big Freedom on it shit formation formation yeah formation to me is just uh from what's like uh call to action I guess like hey I'm come. I'm on the way, and every hey, ladybug, and then everything behind it was explaining. Hey, listen up, formations. Hey, listen up, and everything behind it is explaining it. And then freedom is um, black and proud and free. I love freedom. Hey, yeah, I, I love the beat on it. I love Kendrick being on it. I was like, all right, that another um, that's another great performance too at the BT Awards. Yeah. And a good song on that album, my favorite song on the album, Love Trout. I can listen to it over and over and over and over and over and get something a little different out of it each time. I, I remember watching the, because it was appointment viewing. Uh, Fucking me, we got a Little Caesars pizza and uh, wrote up a blunt and watched it and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm sitting there like, like the, uh, Jealous? What's the one you would I would you rather be jealous or crazy? And like she's going through jealous. breaking the yeah breaking the car and everything like yeah that's the one that's my, that's the song that Travis said was gonna, gonna get me knocked out right like <laughs> hey don't you dare go and put a back to my like we need this car like hey don't have Beyonce's fantasies about getting cheated I was like this is just art I'm sitting there like bro I do not need this smoke right now it is busy season I'm working 10 hour days I do not need to hear about how you think I might be uh, cheating on you because you saw it in a dream 
Don't be doing that. Because if you cheat on Beyonce, you cheat on me. Bro, hey, that I think that was the <laughs> one thing that women were like, oh shit, Beyonce got cheated on? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. But, then, but then as a dude, you're like, hey, man, you know, he made a song called, like, still, like, make up like Big Pimpin. Like Jay Z said plenty of times that he's not the guy to be with on a bunch of songs. And I was, I had yeah. to throw Jay under the bus. I know, Jay, I know what you're about to say. Jay was getting thrown under all sorts of buses, Codas, Greyhound, school, fire trucks, anything that had wheels and could go forward. I was throwing Jay under. I was right along with everybody else throwing Jay under the bus. <coughs> I was with like, Solange in the elevator. That was that because Lemonade came out, I think, a year after that happened. Not, uh, yeah, I think a few months actually. That Maybe was well, I was like, and Jay's just kind of handling it. And I'd be like, hey, security guy, you're fired. Like, why is she laying hands on me? What that's your sister law. <laughs> I'm not saying he had to hit her back. I'm glad that he didn't. Like, that was mad cool yeah, of him. He was def- he definitely handled himself. Cause if he'd have, cause if he'd have hit it with a two piece, everybody been like, he'd have been right, super damn. canceled. Oh yeah, he was. Like, damn, he just decked for that <laughs> self control. A lot of <laughs> a lot of dudes couldn't do that. Once you start throwing hands and spitting and trying to kick me, you're getting choke slam. I may not mm-hmm. straight two piece you, but if my mama's not around to do something, I'm doing something, bro. That that was that was wild. But then you figure out why it all started, and who was at right. the fucking party, right? And a lot of it is just like, damn, Jay, you are a dirtbag. Like, not only... And Jay's had some dirtbag moments that he's escaped because he's not out in the public so much. And when he mm-hmm. does show up, it's like, hey, make sure you guys are making sound investments. Don't do drugs. <laughs> like, take care of your peoples. But like, hey, nigga, you did do a song. Like, you did a two whole albums. Like, you did a song and a whole album with the nigga who married your supposed best friend's underage girl. I mean, by the time Aaliyah got with Dame, she was older. But, like, I'm, I remember listening to interviews that by Dame Dash, and he's like, yo, Aaliyah, like, bro, I told you, don't do songs with this man. Like, I don't like him. Like, what? Like, yo, like, I want to fight him. Like, mm. I, like he's, 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 like, this is, and Dame, Dame, really, I think when, after Aaliyah passed, Dame went nuts. I think so too. I feel like Dame went nuts in a real, real way. And also knowing that the dude who you helped build and helped make a billionaire is doing songs with the guy who raped her. And oh, yeah, I seeing, forgot like, Jay. I totally forgot Jay. In both worlds. I went to the I went to the concert. I forgot all about that album. I I didn't I don't think it exists anymore. Actually, <laughs> I don't think you can find it anywhere. I would. Oh, I would hope not. If you have the physical copy, like it's really going to be hard to be like to just right. go through the the chorus and whatever part. Or, like, yeah, that's a lot of people had to put a lot of cognitive dissonance, dissonance when it came to that shit. But like, also hire like st- not stealing Rockefeller, but like doing deals and making Dame look like a dick because he's walling out for you. He's walling out for you and Biggs to keep Rockefeller together and everything else. And but at the is... same time, Jay is like, we still have to grow Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. It still needs to grow and evolve. And think about it, Jay is the face of it. Mm-hmm. He's the one bringing, he's really the one bringing in the money. At, by the time it all fell apart though, there's a lot of guys that Dane brought in that were making a lot of buzz. 
Because you got so because Dames was more the A and R type, and Jay was a good artist that had a good ear for music. So a lot of the guys that Jay brought in, I think he brought in Bleak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because that's his homeboy from Marcy. I don't like he tried to put on Jazzo, but Jazzo didn't want to felt like he was getting sunned by Jay. Uh, and I and to a point, I get that because Jay was under you for the, for the longest. But right. hey, nigga, it is what it is. But then Dame brought on State Property. Dame brought on uh, Kanye. Dame brought on Dipset. And I think a lot of that was probably going to Dame's head. Like, yo, I can do all this. I'm making money. Like, right. I'm doing like all this dope shit. And Jay's not a part. Like, this is really a label that has nothing to do with Jay. Yeah. But he had all those artists and Jay still outselling them. By himself, and I think, and and that's true, um, and I think what happened was because Dane was st- he's still a Harlem street nigga, and I've known enough Harlem niggas in my life to know they care about one thing: being dope in Harlem. <laughs> Maybe Connecticut. They don't give a fuck if they're like they'll take being hot in Kansas City. They'll take being hot in Cleveland, but like. They want to go on 145th and Lennox and be in the freshest cars with the nicest clothes and do what the fuck they want. Especially when they become successful. Like, Rockefeller, if Rock... I think if the rift between Rockefeller didn't happen between Cam and Jay, because they had a lot of competition between each other, mm-hmm. I think Rockefeller... Like, you, you have not only... You have two factions that work, and you have Jay at the head of it. Like you have state pit property, and they were moving units because Beanie was selling, Freeway was selling, Young Guns was selling, PD Crack had flip side, and that still bangs. <laughs> that song's about to be 18 years old, and flip side still one of my like that's that's one of my favorite fucking beats. <laughs> and so with that happening. And then I felt like Jay uh, with uh, Dane making Cam vice president when Jay was on vacation. He's like, all right, fuck this. I'm out. People were wearing Rockaware. Like they, they're really in, a, really in a position where they could do no wrong. Like they were running Def Jam because no yeah. one else on Def Jam was moving units like them. Maybe Red and Meth, but that's about it. Then, Yeah. None of them had yeah. None of, none of them had really any staying power because they didn't want to grow their art. So eventually, we're going to get tired of listening to your same couple. Hold on, we lost you. Okay, we're eventually, back. Eventually, we get sick of listening to your same little rhymes, same little plays, same little beats. And then you're... You put down an album, and eventually they gonna sell less and less, and that's what happened. They were selling less and less. Jay was selling more and more. I think what happened too around that time is the after the Black album came, and everybody know Jay's retiring. So from two thousand three to two thousand six, and I think that's when rocks the Rockaway started to split. Gangster rap started to like it started to die out. And a lot of those dudes were gangster rappers. They rapped mm-hmm. about gangster shit. Like, 
Dipset was a movement. It definitely more of a movement to stay proper. Like it was, we love that shit in Columbus. Like we rep for like Cam. Anyone between the ages of twenty eight to like forty five, mm-hmm. no one says anything negative about Cam in Columbus. You would get you would get chastised. Like, what are you fucking doing, nigga? Like he's shouting at like, no, nah. what are you doing? But I think Kanye started selling. And then he had back-to-back classic albums. And I think with Kingdom Come, which I liked. No, okay, there, so there's three songs I like on Kingdom Come. There, a lot of people do. Um, do You Want to Ride with John Legend. Uh, anything with Usher and Pharrell. Hollywood with Beyonce and Pharrell. And I think Show Me What You Got. But I think that picked up more because Wayne. Like, you have to remember, like, for a while, Wayne was everywhere. And Blueprint 3 didn't move as many units as people would have hoped, even though it was star-studded, had some good songs on there. But at that time, we were... You were number one. It did. But Wayne's mixtapes were buzzing in the streets. And if you're a dude that comes from that environment, you give a fuck what the streets care about. And I think at that time, like those rappers were still in the streets, and they're still being able to be seen. By this time, Jay's an executive; he's making ten million a year being executive at Def Jam, and so he has a lot of the day to day to handle. And meanwhile, Wayne, Kanye, Ti, they just have to be artists, right? Jay already did that, right? He's going to the next step in his career. Hey. I mean, I'm gonna put out an album because this is what I like to do, but mm-hmm. I really ain't got to. And I think the greatness of Beyonce is that whenever she drops, it's gonna stop the world. Yeah. Everyone's waiting on it. Almost holding our breath, waiting. She had one that was that was like I think it was um Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> the one with flawless on and everything. Like, yeah, like um, yeah. That one just dropped out of nowhere. Yeah. Make the music industry change when they release music. Music used to be released on Tuesdays. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dropped self-titled on a Friday. Now new music drops on Friday. Which is smart because that way you get the whole weekend to sit and, and really take it in. But I think when music would drop on Tuesdays because you would have that water cooler talk. People right. would come in on Wednesday, Thursday, like, hey, if you listen to this, have you checked this out? And it, it's, yeah, like, I, I, I really like Flawless. Um, I really like Bow Down. I liked her on, what's the uh, top, Maybach. Everything is Love is one of my favorite albums. <coughs> and there's only like, Two or three songs that I really like on that. Um, I think Maybach is on DJ Khaled. Yeah, that's DJ Khaled. Her her rapping on that album on on that song was really good. Future re- ruins that song for me. I can't listen to it because of Future. Yeah, the end of it where he's <coughs> just talking like nigga, what are you doing? Right. But I, uh, her rapping that's I think it was the first. Well, she been kind of rapping. We just didn't know. Right. But I think it was the first song that she's like really rapping. 
Yeah. And then, oh, we forgot about uh, everything is love. Yeah, everything. I, I like the Carters. Um, mm-hmm. That was a good one. I like Real Friends. Real Friends to me is one of is my favorite Beyonce song with Jay Z on it, just because of what I was going through at that time, mm. and just dealing with the fallout of a broken relationship, um, the routine of having my baby girl with me, and really leaning on my friends. Yeah, and Jay has this both. line is like. Like he, he really talks about like yo, if anything goes wrong, like I know, I know Tata got me, I know Emery got me yeah. in a real fucking way. Like they're gonna make sure my kids straight and like, but that's like yo, you're a godparent for a reason. And mm-hmm. my uncle James, um, is my godfather. Um, the prices and yeah, the prices are, are they're Bria's godparents, but you know, because I was already here, but. Just he became a a a, a, a sit in godfather for me, and growing up and having kids and knowing what a godparent is like, hey nigga, when shit goes bad, you're getting the kid, not like right. oh wow they brought presents, no oh, wow you can talk to me whenever, like no like when I'm going through crisis and I can't talk to my parents, that's a godfather, right? That's a godmother, like people who you who know you in a in a way that is just on the same level as your parents. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a hey. To be to get to get people take the godparent role a little loosely. <laughs> Who was y'all's? Um my best friend Raven is her well she got a couple godparents. Um actually my best one of my best friends uh, one of Travis' best friends and these are friends that are been closer to us than family. And like when they know all the ups and downs mm-hmm. of what goes on in our relationship. And they've always been there even before, you know, of course they've been there before me and Travis got together in the, as individual friends. Mm-hmm. But how, when we came together, we're also friends with each other. Mm. Like I can hang out with Travis's friend and we, people would think we're best friends, and Travis can hang out with my best friend, and they'll think they're best friends. And just that bond and that connection um, is one, one of the most important things you need to have to have um, steady grandparents, I mean, godparents. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some people just pick the, the friend of the week and say, This is my god, my, my baby's godchild. And when shit pop off, they get ghosts. So that I think that plays into just kind of how we are society-wise. And I think what happened, what I what I appreciated about Lemonade in the in the fallout of it, and and Lemonade like Lemonade and four 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 are like canon, like they're the same. They they're in the same universe. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you watch Iron Man and then you watch Thor, like okay, this this is connected. And so for me, it I think so many people had ideas about Jay's and Beyonce's relationship that may or may not have been true. But then when they said like, oh, they went through it, and then men like, bro, almost threw everything away. Yeah, like yeah. 
Yeah. Like, and he did that on the first song, Kill Jay Z. Like, that is that is a man. Like, holy shit. And you and I and I appreciate the evolution because I think without beyond the only woman that could have gotten with Jay Z and have him change that really would have been beyond someone at his level of greatness. And I think he saw how great she was going to be early. And it was yep. kind of creepy because when they got together, he was in his thirties, and like he's, she, Beyonce was born in nineteen eighty one. Jay was born in nineteen sixty eight. So like, yeah, nigga, you're like you, and I think it shows a lot about Beyonce. Like you know that this nigga is an absolute. He's been slinging dick since since you were in grade school. Like he's been fucking. Like he, like he, and he told us about it on every album. I'm still throwing Jay under the bus because I'm not taking the L for that. Like, hey, he cheated on her. Right. I don't, maybe, maybe her feet stink. We don't know. Like, that's Jay. You know, niggas from Brooklyn, you know, they're crazy. I was like, like, but like, you, you see the effect on each other. Right. Yeah, and, they, they went through that shit. And that's relationships. <laughs> relationships are, are real relationships and ones that you want to last are work. Yeah, you telling me they are work, and it's just not a little work. It's work every single day. Yeah, from the time you wake up to the time you fall asleep, it's work. And then a lot of people don't understand that. <clears throat> but what what's also important in relationships, you have to be with someone who wants to do the work with you. Yeah, you can't work by yourself and want to work, and the other person's just like, oh, okay, well you can go. That's not gonna work. You're wasting it, your time. And I think it's it's especially when you're at that level. I think it's easier finding someone, but also I think it might be more difficult for them because they're so they're so guarded. Right. Like Jay can't go get a fucking Cardi B. She does. She's too fucking loud. Like that song, <laughs> Clout, is very much bitch. That's talking about you. Like. <laughs> You do a lot of things for like Jay Z and and Kim Kardashian would not have worked. No, because that whole family is clout and controversy. And the same thing with Kanye. That's how I knew Kim and Kanye weren't gonna work. They two different people. I mean, they he was kind of you know quiet. Well, no, he was. I know this nigga's wild, and and the the older he got, he got more. Like, bro, you barely have a Grammy, and then you go and say the president doesn't give a fuck about black people. Next to Michael Myers, nigga. Like, bro, don't be throwing him in there. He just wants to, mm-hmm. you know, raise some money for Katrina, make his Shrek movies, be likable. Now he's a nigga that's, that's standing next to Kanye when he says George Bush don't give a fuck about black people. Somebody had to say it. True, but if I'm Mike Myers, I'm like, hey, man, could you have waited when you were with not me? Because now I'm forever tied to that. Like, I, or at least tell me you're going to say that shit so I can prepare. Right. That, that would have been nice, a little heads up. That's it, like, but I think the because Jay doesn't do a lot of interviews. I definitely don't think I don't think I've ever seen a Beyonce interview past two thousand fourteen. You better look at go to um, HBO. Look at Life's But a Dream. That's what you have the only one. Oh, true. But, like, but I'm but I'm like, there's so few and far between yeah. that. Like Jay will go, like he did the Breakfast Club. I remember he'll do other, he'll do other he did, uh, interviews and stuff like that. He did um, an interview with on Netflix. Uh, I can't mm. think of the man's name. He did an interview with him. 
because of the pounding sound of said, hey, got my thoughts all fucked up. Uh-huh. Um, he did an interview with the late night guy on Netflix. Oh, uh, which um, I know you're talking about. Dave, Dave Letterman. Letterman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Dave Letterman. And I think he did the barbershop mm-hmm. with LeBron. But yeah, but that's not like a, hey, I'm going to some random radio station in Miami and doing an interview. Oh, like, I'm happen. not going, I'm not going on like E Hollywood's like news or like, like he's, if Jay and Beard yeah, doing a, a, doing an interview, like it's, it's appointment viewing. Like oh, it's yeah. Harry and Megan. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's getting Oprah. Like they're only talking to the best. Right. It's going to be a special. Right. And I, and I think, I want to. I I think the effect of Beyonce is that she is class personified. For okay, the image of her, like I said, we don't know her from from Adam. I think that's also part of the mystique. She is class personified, and when she did "I've Been On" and it was all chopped and screwed, and she was using lingo that she grew up using and and rapping like Bumby and uh-huh. and uh, that was refreshing, and I really dug it. Cause she literally chopped up the whole, like the the whole verse. I was like, "This is dope." Yeah, she's like, "Y'all, this the real B. Y'all got pop B. I gave y'all y'all. I, I did what y'all wanted to do. I'm from Houston. Now, Just... right? I'm from Houston. This is what I want to do. This music I want to make. This how I want to sound. Shit, I can rap. Who knew Beyonce can rap? Like really rap? Probably Solange. Because probably smudge, absolutely. Because ape shit. Oh, yeah. Ape shit was a good one. Given everything. And I think, like, I think Beyonce is a great representative of Houston. And people don't really, and I think uh, unless you're black, you don't really, you don't really think of her as being from Houston. You, You just think of her as Beyonce. Right. Like and it's like, oh yeah, where's where's Beyonce from? And then I don't think, and I think she reminds you because she's trying to tell these white folk, I'm from Texas, not from I'm not I'm from Houston, Texas. Right. Get with That's it. That's what I love about her. She's always she's never downplayed her blackness at all, or her being from Houston. It's never been downplayed, never been hidden or put on the back burner. I'm from Houston. I'm a black woman from Houston. When she was younger, I'm a black girl from Houston. Mm-hmm. So and we don't as as black people we don't always get that. No, we like Mar- Michael Jackson didn't make a song talking about I'm from Gary, right? And Gary's rough. That'd be like holy shit, nigga, you're from Gary? Jesus Christ, yeah, from Gary. The Tina May Nutbush, <laughs> yeah. Like True. he, you, you, and I, and I think a lot of. I think Rihanna lets people know she's from Barbados, but that's because Barbadians are seen as exotic and everything else. But like Houston very much is, I don't, okay. I don't say this. So in the hip hop world and just in urban music, we respect Houston so much because Houston artists give a shit about being big in Houston. Just like what Harlem niggas care about being big in Harlem. Houston niggas really give a fuck about being big in Houston. Oakland niggas give a fuck about being big in Oakland. Chicago niggas the same thing because not only are you in an international city, 
but <laughs> it's the the recognition that this is this is our city this is our this is like you're not <laughs> you're not gonna hear hmm. and there's enough people to be big in that area and never have to fucking branch out like fucking e40 doesn't have to make any song from it like he could just make hyphy music for the rest of his life and he just could have stuck i mean he never really came in as a hyphy artist he really embraced it but like mr fab like he could just make hyphy music and be straight because that's gonna bang from fresno to ukiah fresno south of san francisco ukiah is north of it um Uh And that's still a lot of people. That's still a lot of money. That's still a lot of tourists that are going to come through. Houston is the third or fourth biggest, uh, like the third or fourth biggest metropolitan area. And so these niggas, like, I'm going to go platinum just selling to the people in my area of Houston. I don't even, I don't have to go, or just, I don't have to go up to Austin. I don't have to go up to Dallas. I don't have to go up to San Antonio. I know I'm going to make money here because I'm like, Houston's going to fuck with you. Same thing with New Orleans. (coughs) And there's, and most cities don't get that. Like niggas in Atlanta are really, like really good, but like, they don't, they still make a lot of, there's a different, and Atlanta sound is so different because they've had so many, they've had so many other artists come through. Like, if you mm-hmm. listen to TLC and you listen to Outkast, sounds nothing like, or JD, sounds nothing like Atlanta now. Right. Another place like that, Memphis. Hmm. Being that my family is from the northern Mississippi Memphis area, you know a Memphis sounding song when you hear it, even if you're not from there. Yeah. Like, one of the reasons why I love Duke Deuce at least Crunk is dead because you you hear the influence. Yep. More than anything, Crunk Ain't Dead is the most Houston song. Not Houston, most Memphis song I've heard in a really long time. Because even with Black Boy JB, it didn't feel Houston-ish. Not Houston, Memphis. Memphis-y. Memphis. It, it didn't have... Because you know that bounce. Yeah. You, even with uh, Kim mm-hmm. Folk, he is shine. Oh. Yeah. That didn't sound like a, a like the singles that he released didn't sound like a Memphis. They didn't have that that that's, Memphisness to them. That's that sound that Three Six created, right? Crazy really, Project Pat, yeah, Lil White. Yeah, they, the sound that they created was so iconic mm-hmm. that you can't really get it anywhere else, and and you really don't hear it now. Because to me, I would imagine it's hard to recreate. Just listen to the originality of it, mm-hmm. and for someone to come do it now, it's just going to sound like they're biting. I and I and I think when we're talking about like just the stamps of cities, like if Beyonce made a chopped and screwed vert, like if she made it, like all right, I'm going to do a, a a chop mix. I'm giving you, I'm gonna give you six songs of me, be, like of of, of re- original songs, and have it be chopped. And I think with Houston, you have at least imitators. Not, well, not I don't want to say imitators, but people who are influenced by it. And so you have the Michael Watts, you have um, a, a, a bunch of other DJs that uh, that follow that br- blueprint. And like Justin Timberlake's from Memphis, but you would never fucking know it because he like, never it, sees it. At all, like he he hasn't released a single talking about how much he's from Memphis. He has a song on Future Sex Love Sounds with fucking Three Six Mafia. 
<coughs> Damn. Right. It's like, hey, man, like, yo, this is dope. Like, this would, that would have been the second or third single that I released to let motherfuckers know, yo, this is where I'm at. Like, but, or this is where I'm from. Like, this is my influence. But, like, Beyonce does that with Houston all the Every time I think on every album, okay. there's a song where she shoots where she shouts out Houston. Well, yeah, well, just I'm not even gonna start on Justin and his many, many, many faces. That's why we you can't get a feel who Justin is because he got so many faces, but anyway. Mm-hmm. But B, she always stayed true to her roots, no matter how big she's gotten, she's always stayed true, and you can't say that for a lot of artists. Mm-mm. And then, and artists coming from Houston, after, you know, Beyonce hit, you don't want to come say I'm from Houston and flop when the biggest star in the world is from your city. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing. I think as an R&B singer, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That are, those are the biggest shoes to fill. Yeah. That's, like, that's like being like a, a a preacher from Nazareth, like right after Jesus started kicking up, like bro, like that's because she has that effect. She and we talk like her star power is so so pronounced. Like she's she would be if you drop her anyway, any time period, she would be one of the or if not the biggest artist of that time. I think if you drop her in the eighties, when you have George Michael, you have Madonna. I, I think Beyonce would have been in that. Oh uh, yeah, I think so too. <coughs> Look, this is <coughs> this damn sinus infection, y'all. <laughs> Take care of your sinuses because this Memphis shit and this weather change is kicking my ass. But anyway, <laughs> she, you can the Beyonce we see now. We see all of those artists' influences in her, which mm-hmm. is amazing. We see a little bit of Prince. Uh, we see some Aretha. We see some Tina. Mm. Um, we see some Madonna. We see some um, Celine Dion. Mary. We see some Mary. We see all the way back uh, to Ella Fitzgerald, mm. all wrapped up in Beyonce. Who, what other artist is giving us all of these greats in one person? I can't name too many on the on the female side. But I also can't name too many on... Like I said, like she's on that plane of equal, unrivaled greatness for a, for, for a long time. Because people talk about, oh, well, Michael had Prince. Like, people forget. Mike been doing this shit since, like, the 60s. He was doing yeah. this shit. like Prince, can, and I'm, I'm not to show, but like Prince showed up in late seventies. Like by then, Mike was all bro. He had already been touring the world. Yeah. Like he had already been halfway built. Like he had he had Neverland money, Mads like way sooner. And so the the and I think the thing too, like with Beyonce's singing ability, is what the real kicker is because it's not just oh, I'm gonna just deal with really good songs and really good producers. She's a really powerful and really strong singer, and that is a, and that on top of just because there's a lot of great female performers. I think I think Britney is a really good female performer. I think yeah. uh, Christina Aguilera is a good female performer. Mm-hmm. I think Shakira Shakira is definitely a good female performer. And Jackson. 
Jan- of course, Janet Jackson. But they're, the only person who I think could sing as close to Beyonce to have was Christina Aguilera. Like Ashanti and Christina Milian and Maya, mm-hmm. they were, re- I'm not taking anything away. I, they were really right. good, but mm-hmm. their voices were not Beyonce's. No. They, they were. That no one else has. And I think, voice. and I think that is, I don't think that is a kick. And I think the reason why she linked up with uh, Lady Gaga was because she saw another classically trained performance artist mm-hmm. who could also sing. It's like, all right, bet. And you can dance. All right, cool. And you're weird a little bit. This bitch wore a meat dress. I'm going to do a song with her. Do you know how hard it was for me to get people to understand that that was just Lady Gaga having a goof? Like, yeah, you like that bitch with the meat dress? Like, listen, man, you don't understand. Like, she's thinking on a different level. Like, I, like I, and I think you also think like Beyonce has it's like she there have been other big artists that she hasn't paired up with right because she could have did a song with Christina Aguilera she could have did a song with Britney Spears like and I think it would have it would have been such a dominant dominating performance that I think it would have just oh you know what else can sing too Pink oh I'm, uh, I forgot about Pink Pink can sing too but I, I and I think Pink had I think Pink had a lot of that rebel too, but I think mm-hmm. Pink wanted to push back from anything that was considered the typical R and B star and poppy. Because when she came out, that's what she was. That's what she was known as. She had bright pink hair, and yep. she was trying to be a, maybe a white Beyonce, maybe a new Aaliyah. Do I like that song? Though. Yeah, she's a good talent. Great, great songs. Um, very like, personal. This white girl with this pink hair that can sing. You got this R and B feeling song. Hmm. And I, I think Beyonce survived so many eras because hmm, and the she evolved that too. But like, there's there's waves that are created by like she's not the first uh, soul singer. To, she's not the first R and B singer to do metal or a rock song. Uh, Janet Jackson did that with Black Cat. Um, mm-hmm. Whitney did that with uh, I'm Your Baby Tonight. Like, see, I know, hey, hey, I have a mom. So I <laughs> know, I know. And so Beyonce, what Beyonce did was just surf out to that wave at just at just that high level or better than the people that created it. And, and I think there's, there's points where she's very avant-garde. But I think there's other parts where she's like, oh, I, this is a trend. I like it. I'm going to fucking kill it. Yeah. Is, is, that, yeah. is that disrespectful? Because I'm, I'm trying to make sure that it's, it's not saying that. A I'm not lot saying... of the time, she it's a trend that she created. Mm-hmm. People don't give her enough credit for the immense influence that she has over pretty much everything, if you think about it. If you, like, um, no one was performing in leotards well, maybe one Cher. other than Cher, who's been around Madonna. for years. Not even Madonna, not a, like a full set. Yeah, D- full yeah, concert. her. And Aaliyah Turner for yeah, Madonna. So okay, okay, but no, okay. but, but no, that goes what I'm saying. Like she did it at just as high level, mm-hmm. if not higher. And I think that's the like so. girl, like Run the World. I heard that song a long time before she took it. 
And so if you listen to if you listen to Major Lazer, if you listen like and were dip with Diplo and, and EDM, like you look like you knew this song and Afrojack. It's like, hold mm. on, I know this song already. And but what she did with it was was at such a high level. Like, dude, this is hats fucking off. And it, it was okay. really good. And I really like, and I made a post, I really like women empowerment songs. Me too. I think, I think, because, <laughs> yeah, true. But like, I, I think because I can identify with marginalized people because I am, I'm still part of a marginalized group, not as much as being a black gay man or a black woman, I can, I can respect and, and fully understand and, and congratulate their fight and reach for cultural re- relevant, sustained cultural relevancy. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think Beyonce has definitely championed the LGBTQ community. Um, and I think with, um, what's the song, To the Left? I forget that one. <laughs> Irreplaceable. That's it. Boom. In in the back end band, I was like, these are lesbians. And my boy was like, no, man, it's just hot chicks. Like, no, they're lesbians. You see that? That's a leather vest. You see her? She's wearing Birkenstocks. That's a lesbian, bro. Oh, like, she made this for the stereotypes. women. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm no, uh, yeah, yeah. Lesbians wear Birkenstocks. They're the ugliest, priciest shoes I've seen in my entire life. They. <laughs> I wanted to buy my mom something for her 60, 60th. Them shits was a hundred some dollars. I was like, like they must have $40. Yeah, like they have a lot of disposable income for not having any kids. Well. Oh, I got to tell you this. So I went and saw my mom Friday Mm -hmm. to talk about my son because he got two whoopings at Disney World. Whole nother story. And I made some sort of joke and something about being fast. I was like, and she was like, yeah, like that took about the, as long as it did, did for your dad to finish. I was like, mom, I need to know that. Oh, you're the worst. Like that, that was like, she's like, ha ha, I got you. Cause usually I dig on my mom all the time, but she got, I was just like, don't bring that up to that's essentially two dudes banging at this point. Cause they're both like, my mom's a super supreme stud, love her to death. But where was that? So it's, I think with Beyonce's, very blatant and and purposeful uh, acceptance of the LGBT community, which is why she has that fan base. I mean, which is, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but just like I think she did it in a way that she, she saw the fan the the fandom. It was like, bet I'm gonna run with it. I think it took Britney a while. I think it took Christina a while because in that white world, especially at the time that they came out, being gay was more taboo than it was now than it is now yeah and so for yeah, Beyonce I mean, it, took, it took Beyonce a while too because um, Dangerously in Love was out around the same time as Baby One More Time and um, I can whatever Dangerously in Love came out in 03 yeah Dangerously in Love came out in 03 but um, when did Baby One More Time come out the album? 99 98 yeah, I remember really? I was in sixth. Yeah, ninety eight. I remember I was in sixth grade watching that shit. Here's a here's a weird thing about that song. Britney Spears was born in nineteen eighty one. You are so right. <laughs> but she was born in December nineteen eighty one. 
Uh-huh. Baby One More Time dropped in like I want to say August or July 1998. She I wasn't. E- she was 16. She wasn't even 18. Like whoever wrote this song needs to be shot in the fucking face. Like whoever produced the video, directed the video, <laughs> or whoever just let Britney say, "Hey, I want to wear the schoolgirl outfit." Like, no, no, nah, you're 16. Like you're 16. I'm a male director who's an adult and like you wrote this song for a 16 year old the fuck like yo g- no go away and I think that too like Beyonce like if Beyonce has had a crazy moment it's been super fucking private oh yeah I I, I wouldn't be surprised if she had has it because you have to think like you she lives in a, a essentially a fishbowl like she can't just like she can't just go to a South Memphis Piggly Wiggly or Safeway and be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm just looking for some chips." Like, holy motherfucking right, Beyonce, right. and then all of Memphis is there. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I I also think <clears throat> in certain aspects she could sneak somewhere and do what she want to do and sit back in the house because people, some people, respect her so much and be so in awe with just seeing her. Mm-hmm. Um, in in their presence, that I'm gonna tell you this, that they wouldn't want to share. Because I'm gonna tell you this, if I see Beyonce, anywhere, you're fame. Y'all ain't gonna know shit about it. Maybe to two weeks after, I got about to say like you're gonna tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not at the time. I'm not gonna be like, oh my gosh, Beyonce's in Target in Cardiville. Mm-mm. No, but somebody would like. I it, I like I think people would be so in awe that they wouldn't even think it's her. Like I think, obviously, some place in LA, some place in New York, like Miami, like the exclusive spots. But she is to the level to where I don't think she like if she she could go to a black area and do it. I I think these because I, I think black people have a different respect for black greatness at that level that they would know <laughs> not to bother her. I but think like, you're absolutely right. There's other places in Shelby County where she would get fucking bombarded, mobbed. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think I. How long do you think she's still gonna do music? Who? How long do I think Beyonce forever until she can't sing anymore? I'm. I. I think. I don't think she's gonna stop. I feel. I think it's a. The creativity in her just builds up, and if she doesn't release it, she's going to explode. So I, 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 don't, I don't think she's going to stop. See, to me, it's I. I probably give it because you see her moving into other aspects, and I think that's going to take a lot of time. And I think I don't think so. When she was coming up as a solo artist, you you got albums in, in a, a quicker succession and I mm-hmm. think after Beyonce which came out in 2000 I think 13 because you had Drunken Love and that, that shit was a fucking banger and then you uh-huh. had Lemonade and I don't think she's released anything since Lemonade no she hasn't like that, she said why she hasn't because it takes her a long sometimes it takes her a long time to put music together and to find songs that she really loves to put on her album and again, that's why we appreciate her beat so much because it takes mm-hmm. so fucking long to get it together. Like you know, it's going to be well produced. 
You right. know it's going to be well structured. And I think I'm, she's going to she's going to talk about relevant topics. Right. Like she can, I'm sure she can put it out with an album every year, every other year if she wanted to. I'm I, I know she has the catalog for it. Um but for what? It's just quick, easy, easy, mute, forgettable music. But if we wait for a few years, like Sade, mm-hmm. she puts out an album maybe every 10 years. But when she puts it out, we appreciate it more. We listen to it more. <clears throat> and it lasts a, long, lasts a longer period of time than if you put out albums every year or every other year, like a lot of artists do. And I... And for me, it's a, it's a gift, and because I think we be, we got used to to different to having consistent content from artists. Yeah. During the mixtape era, like yeah. think about this: like Lil Wayne drops the leak. He drops the Drought Three, then the leak, and then he drops the Carter Three in June. By November, he's dropping another mixtape that does just as good as numbers. And I think with with singers, other more than, so than just rappers, you can have. I think people respect the craft of singing more and composing a song that you have to really write and get the notes right and get the harmonies right over rapping because nigga is it's spitting bars. Mm-hmm. Especially when it came to the mixtape game, it was like I don't have to have anything original, but I'm gonna keep my name buzzing. And I think as an R&B artist, you're really more scrutinized because there's so much more that goes into it. Right, yeah. And and then you want your music to live throughout time mm-hmm. and not be forgotten. We remember all Beyonce's albums. We remember all her errors now that they're called mm-hmm. because she wasted a long period of time. You can you can go anywhere and play something from her her self title album, and it was still bang like it came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. You go back to even Crazy in Love, play it today. I'm like oh, okay, and people will still groove to it. I think as an R and B artist, that's really what you want your music to do: be able to stand the test of time. And go through generations, and people are still talking about it, still listening to it. Whereas, if you have a bunch of projects out, your songs become forgettable. You want to just groove with it for that time till the next album comes out. Now, the next album's out, I didn't get used to the first one, but I'm done with it, and I'm gonna go to this new one because something else is gonna come after this. You're, what you're saying is, I think, very profound in a way because I'm a huge weekend fan. Like the only R&B that I listen to on a consistent basis, like, is the weekend, flat out. And I think because he too copied the blueprint of Beyonce to where you your albums represent different eras of your life, mm-hmm. and with. Trilogy, aka like the House of Balloons, Thursday, Echoes of Silence, like that was a different that that weekend is not the weekend now. It sure isn't at, at all. They like, don't even I, sound the same. At, to me. Not producers, it's not different no. producers. Everything and I, my favorite weekend pr- project of I guess the, the first three mixtapes is Thursday mm-hmm. because everything that he's saying about. <laughs> I was fucking living. 
like the partying, the drugs, <clears throat> the late nights, the just st- the, the parents being worried about you because mm. we're still young enough to where our parents like you're not living right, like you're just out here with all these different like what are you doing? Like what are your life plans? It was very much a millennial, a microcosm of what it was like being a millennial in the early 2010s. Right. And then um, Kissland comes out. Oh, yeah, I definitely got to do a weekend episode. The <laughs> Kissland comes out, and that is for me the same, like still partying, but you're definitely more self aware that you're being destructive, but it's at a higher level. Cause like now he's not just partying in Toronto, he's partying in Japan, he's partying in Spain. Like he's, and you hear it in a lot of the songs, like you're, he's dealing with these different types of women. And that he never yeah. dealt with before, because it's like, and he said it in uh, one of and uh, drinks on us, like went from hipsters to now these models and these singers. Mm-hmm. Like once you're no longer local, and local pussy don't excite you, and you're dealing with the Selena Gomez, the the Bella Hadid's, the Gigi, like those yeah. types of women, the maybe Jada Pinkett. There's a rumor, like that's, that's a way. Beginning it apparently. You're right, and then. You had uh, Beauty Behind the Madness, Starboy, um, forgetting one of them, but just like, and even this last one, where he's a fucking uh, Las Vegas lounge singer, like yeah. hip, people like that, like like they encompass what their albums are. Because if you it look, becomes- it, it become they become that person. Like yeah. I am Sasha Fierce. She fully believed and got into Sasha Fierce mode. Every time she went to the studio, she probably yeah. lived as Sasha Fierce during the making of that album. Because that's I not think now like, she says she doesn't need Sasha Fierce anymore. And, and you I know, think, and I you have to. And I would be, and we would all be like, if the weekend went at the singing about the shit that he was singing about on fucking Echoes of Silence. That's the last weekend album I listened to, to be honest with you. What? Bro. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? Hey. I I it, it hits me on a level that I think that most that yeah it hits me at a level that I think artists that they, like Beyonce stuff hits you at that level yeah like if it's a catchy tune I'll listen to it and if I have some time I'll listen to a whole Beyonce album just to kind of sift through but you check for that you check for updates and stuff like that and that's what I'm like with the weekend yeah but I think Beyonce becoming what she's singing about for for that allows people to really be like this is her era because this was like there's probably someone that really likes uh the self-titled one on a deeper Uh, level than they would like b-day right right a lot of people didn't like um self-titled excuse me because it's a more grown-up beyonce Mm -hmm. she's singing that's when she really started singing about um, sex and you know feeling her body and yeah that surfboard that thing it took me about a month to figure out what the fuck she was talking about uh, <laughs> I was like I don't get it but whatever you really I was like the beat dope yeah the beat was dope so but thank you Michael for this I appreciate no it fighting through a disease just like Beyonce would uh, giving up giving us good content. Uh, you try to rest up. Make sure you hydrate. Uh, tell Travis that what's up. Kiss a little one for me. Again, Thanks thank for you having again. me. No, no problem. problem. Anytime.
All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Cast Therapy. You all be safe. Take care of yourselves. Bye.